you're listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 356. Kayla Lords here with the one, the only, the one person I know in my personal life who uses pleasure as part of his sadism. Like sensual pleasure. Like, oh, oh, this feels good to you? Okay, I'm going to laugh evilly while I continue to do this because I know you're trying not to make too much noise and you're trying not to draw attention. So, oh, it feels good? Okay, let's keep doing this. And then I'm going to giggle. My evil, evil, sadistic, dumbly <laughs> giggle while you struggle. That, that, that laugh. That was the laugh. That it's, was the laugh. It's that beautiful mix of pleasure and pain see it but you know what's funny it wasn't actually it was painful on a mental level because i was like this feels really good like nothing about this is painful it's it's delightful but also i can't scream right now i have to stay quiet but he's gonna keep doing that thing with his tongue (laughs) and it's really hard to stay quiet I put my own hand over my own mouth, y'all. Anyway, (laughs) that's not what we're talking about this week. (laughs) This week, we're focusing on the positive and looking at how kink and power exchange, probably specifically power exchange, but some kink in there too, have improved our lives, both as individuals and as a couple. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to show up in our own weird way on the internet because of our kinky patrons and we are grateful for every fucking one of you (laughs) if you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content like the exclusive video we're recording today for the month of june or the behind the scenes podcast episode that we're recording today for the month of june As well as like a Discord server and maybe game nights if you pick that tier and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, you can do that. Just join us over on patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, before we get into this week's topic, we have an announcement and it is just to remind you. Uh, that sometimes we sponsor ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. We use that term very loosely, air quote that sponsor. We just want to remind you that the Kinkery, thekinkery.com, it exists. That is uh, JB's shop where he makes weapons of ass destruction and other fuckery, and then we sell it. Most things are made out of wood. Some things are made out of resin. And we've been doing a bunch of restocks lately. Um, and those restocks are kind of going a little quickly. So <laughs> I was like, oh, we should tell people about these. Mm-hmm. Um, you just restocked um, Rough Rider Paddles. It's a lightweight, wide-ish wooden paddle that has jute rope uh, strung around it. And so one side is lines of rope, which is very scratchy and kind of cool. The other side has the knots. Um, but it makes a uh, smacky, stinging paddle into kind of a thuddy one because the rope adds weight. It is one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you do with that rope, 
you could do all kinds of things. One of the things you do is you'll swat, swat, swat. And then while my butt's all red, you'll like run the rope yep. across the red spot. It actually feels good. It's kind of scratchy to me. Um, <laughs> we've restocked evil sticks. We've restocked knives. I'm in the process mm-hmm. of restocking um, wax play candles. We are, uh, and you'll talk about this in the um, bonus section, I'm sure. We're at a standstill with stocking paddles well, right now, but we're gonna, working on it. <laughs> I was going to actually wait till the uh, patron podcast See, you got to join Patreon that. to hear about that. Um, but yeah, so restocks are happening. Uh, the Kinkery, thekinkery.com. We do have other things already in stock, of course. And if there's anything you're like, ooh, I would really like that, but they are sold out. We do a wait list thing so that you add your email address to the wait list for that product. And once it is restocked, you get an email notification. That's the only way that email is used. I don't like, go, we don't use it for sending you anything else. It is just a wait list. So kinkery.com mm-hmm. is a place to shop uh check it out if you're looking for some weapons of ass destruction uh and yeah we air quote sponsored ourselves this week <laughs> yeah that's that's what we do around here that's how we roll that is how we roll okay so this uh week we are talking about how ds has been good for us and to us and i think kink in general because kink is really broad bdsm is really Mm -hmm. broad um try to focus on power exchange but i do think that there will be things that will that we'll think of that aren't specifically within power exchange the thing i want to make sure we say before i get the snarky comment and or email is that we are not saying that power exchange is better than non-kink relationships or kink relationships that don't have a power dynamic we're not saying that there's anything inherently wrong with non-kink relationships we're also not saying that some of the things that we find empowering or good or wonderful about power exchange can't be found in a non-kink relationship oh my god the amount of people who want to tell me this should be in all relationships we know we know but we talk about ds so there's our focus so it's it's also okay if the things we consider positives are neutral for somebody else or they're like yeah that doesn't matter to me like it's it's all it's all a personal experience and your mileage will always vary and that is okay in this conversation i don't it's one of those that i don't consider it to be like educational like here's information about a topic you didn't know about it's more of a hey if this resonates with you maybe have this own kind of conversation with your partner or with your friends to kind of like you know there's a lot of shit in the world right now and god knows there can be a lot of shit in your personal life and there's nothing wrong with sometimes pulling back just a little bit and going yeah but can we find some positives that are genuine positives benefits improvements something so that that's what we're gonna do right now because it has been crazy and hellacious and stressful Mm -hmm, and it's a mm -hmm. good idea to go wait but what's the good let's let's go see right where we can find that so that's what we're gonna talk about Mm -hmm. and i thought at first i would we would do like our individual perspectives and kind of go back and forth, but we'll see how this conversation goes. So I'm going to put you in the the hot spot here. What is a thing that you're like, this thing about power exchanger kink has made my life better. Um, I I think one of the main things when, when you mentioned this topic, um, I think about, I, the first thing that really came to my mind Mm -hmm is that I, I think being in, in kink and in, in a power exchange um, as as a sadist mm-hmm. also, it has made me more <laughs> empathetic. Okay. Ooh, please elaborate on that. Um, in as much as, you know, the, the vision of, of BDSM is, you know, the, the 
overbearing taskmaster, you know, the, the evil sadist inflicting constant pain. The I don't care about how you feel, I right. get what I want kind of dom, which and, those try to exist, sadly. Yeah, and, and it has actually done the opposite for me because it um, has opened my eyes to, you know, when, when being with a sub, well, you know, in as far as, you know, understanding boundaries mm-hmm. better. Um, and, you know, like we have certain protocols, certain rituals that you perform. Mm-hmm. And understanding when you're having a really bad day, when, when you have a migraine, when you're not feeling well, like last night, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was you know, you, you, you were out of it. And I just kind of looked at you and was like, you know, no, I don't expect you to do any of this. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down and, and order some, even though, you, you know, supposed to cook order, dinner. <laughs> or, order some dinner out. Right. Okay? And I will go pick it up. So you mentioned being a sadist made you more empathetic, but it also seems like being a dominant in a power exchange has allowed you to tap into your empathy more as well. Yes. Because so what I'm hearing is on the sadistic side, it's. The way I interpret it and my experience with you is you might want to go in hard, but you're watching my cues. You're paying attention. Mm-hmm. You're, you've gotten to know me. It's been 10 years. You've certainly gotten to know me. Yeah. And you then moderate yourself. How intense are you going to do anything? What right. does the next move need to be? But then the same is true as a dominant. It's like, yeah, I can want this thing. Mm-hmm. But she can't give it to me, and so you're going to default to what I need uh, beyond what you need yeah. in the moment. And what's best for me instead of just what's mm-hmm. best for you. And and I, I think what has gone hand in hand with that, mm-hmm. for me especially, um, has been handling or, or managing, and however you want to put it, um, expectations oh yeah do you so you're the one who taught me about patience and i'll get to that in a second when it's my (laughs) turn do you feel like the more you've been a dominant in any power exchange do you feel like you've become even more patient or is this just kind of this was who you were and it's just it's fitting um i've always had a a certain amount of patience Mm -hmm. i've i've always been someone who believed Good things come to those who wait. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. I've always kind of held that sort of philosophy. Sure. So, um, has it made me more patient? Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's probably like your set point. Like you're just this patient. That's who you are. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, slip this in here. Yes, yes. <laughs> fucking hell. Power exchange. Being a, especially being a submissive um, has. Made me more patient and I fucking hate it. <laughs> because sometimes in the right situation with the right people, yes, good things come to those who wait. Mm-hmm. Not we know that's not a universal not, that yeah. doesn't work in all situations, but I have absolutely learned that if I try to force a situation with you, if I try to mm-hmm. push you, I won't get what I want. But if I can just like stay calm and go, I've made my my needs clear, I've made my wants clear. I think I think we're I think we're going down this path. Okay, yeah. here we go with our fuckery. And I don't try to push, push, push to get my way because 
you know, part of that comes from being so either so eager and so excited to have the thing There's That's one part of it for me, but there's also the, you know, previous experiences and just who I am as a person, the fear that if I don't go after the thing I want right this second, mm -hmm. that that chance will not occur again, that I won't get it, that it'll pass me by this, you know, a little bit of FOMO, but sort of this false sense of urgency. And also I, I like to tell myself I have impulse control, but I also like to lie to myself uh, <laughs> when I, when it's pleasurable and I really want it. I, tend to try to jump on things and I've got enough just experience in life now, but part of it's been air quote this word forced on me in 10 years of power exchange where that's not always beneficial. Case, that doesn't yeah. always work out. Sometimes you move too fast, too soon. You don't get all the information. You make stupid mistakes. You fuck things up. Like it just doesn't go to plan. And I have learned that if I can sit back and wait just even just a few extra minutes sometimes, things will often work out a little bit better or work out in a way that I want them to. And that's not my natural tendency. That's not what I default to. Mm -hmm. If left to my own devices, even now, I'll, I'll be impulsive and jump on a thing because, wow, that sounds interesting. How, how am I not ADHD? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you have, you, I don't know if it's teaching me lessons or if it's because you're fucking sadist. <laughs> you don't always do this because you like to keep me on my toes. You don't follow, you follow some patterns of behavior, but like you do switch it up. But it's, I, do you enjoy making me wait for the orgasm, for the the sensation I like the most, for the, for whatever, whatever? Or are you actively trying to teach me patience or is the patience just like a happy byproduct? Like, how does that work? <laughs> because it sure as fuck works. When it, when it comes to the um, sadistic part, mm -hmm. um, it's more of a happy byproduct. No, okay. Okay. Can you tell a difference <laughs> now? It's been 10 years and I would say mm -hmm. that I have learned most of my, pa I've learned patience because 43 years on the planet some of it just kind of rubbed off. But it had like a crash course in patience over the last 10 yeah. years as a submissive who willingly gives up control and says, yes, you can decide when things happen. Um, so in 10 years, have you noticed a difference in me when it comes to patience? Yes, and and I think what the, the funniest part of that is, you know, Kayla makes it sound almost like I'm infinitely patient. You're not. I love and to tease I, you and when I am, you're And I am not. I'm like, damn, look at you. It's not just me. I, I am not. And when I am impatient for something, you say, you know, you, you need to slow down and, and wait. I'm the first one to point out when yeah. you're doing it. Yep. And I'm like, okay, all right. She can she can see it, so she yeah you're you're getting it. You know what? I'll I'll also say this. Part of the reason I am impatient is there's a level of anxiety. Like mm -hmm. if it's about scarcity, if it's about what if I don't get this thing, or what if I don't jump on this thing right now, um, and my lack of patience can absolutely bite us in the ass. We're dealing with that right now, mm -hmm. and it will likely cost us a few hundred dollars money that was already paid we can't get back yeah. because i jumped too soon to go i my anxiety was like get this off your fucking list make this one less thing you have to worry yeah. about and so for all that i've learned for all that 
learning patience has absolutely improved my life. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it still happens. It still mm-hmm. happens. I'd like to piggyback on that. I mean, it's technically your term, but it's, if I don't say it, I'll That's forget fine. it. You know how it goes. That's fine. So by teaching me patience and becoming a slightly more patient person, that has definitely improved my life. Um, you've also helped being a submissive. Let's not you personally. It's being mm-hmm. a submissive has also, and I think this goes hand in hand, curbed some of my impulsivity, which I truly would tell you if somebody says, oh, are are you a spontaneous person? No, the fuck I'm not. Okay. We don't do anything in my mind. I don't do anything spontaneously because we have to plan things out before I do them. But I do, I do have strong impulses of things that I think are right or that I think I want to do, start to do, let's start this business. Let's start this project. Let's do this thing. Right. Like I have those kind of impulses and being forced air quote that word it is consensual (laughs) to slow the fuck down and not even be patient but to go that's right within our power exchange i don't make this decision you are the decider i bring Mm -hmm. it to you right i make my compelling as fuck argument and usually they are compelling as fuck uh (laughs) but then it's like okay but you have to decide and are there times i walk away pouting yeah, I, I think the times I like the best is when your baby girl side gets involved. Because <laughs> I think it's fun. I know I can't do it right now, but I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> or or when I'm trying to make that compelling as fuck argument to my dominant, I'm like, but you know, Danny, it could be so much fun and we could do this. And look, let me tell you my vision. <laughs> <laughs> so cur- helping me curb my own impulses part of that is patience i've had to learn patience but also it's been very beneficial to kind of have it just a check on mm-hmm. me for when i'm like i'm super excited about this thing and you know i don't bring a thing to you till i've like fully thought it through research the hell out of it right like yeah. i have a plan how do you make a compelling as fuck argument if you mm-hmm. don't i don't know i c- couldn't be me so <laughs> but you know you're the you know what I didn't do? You forgot to turn the fan on, I know. So sometimes the answer is patience and, and you be patient, wait, we'll do this mm-hmm. later, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about this later. But sometimes you tell me no when, I mean, I probably need to hear it. And that's hard to admit. Like, I think it's yeah. I, even even for submissives who are like, yes, I have signed up for this power exchange where I know that sometimes mm-hmm. I'm going to be told no. It, I'm a fully ass grown adult, okay? I pay bills i could like i have lived on my own i know how to and yet i allow somebody else to make these decisions for me and that this is this is a topic from i think years ago on the podcast about how that first time you hear no that's fucking tough but in the long run that has been good for me mm-hmm. because I am absolutely one who would go off in about 10 million directions that's how I burn myself out that's how I make decisions that come back to bite me later mm-hmm. it's how I can sometimes say yes I don't say yes to people because I don't like people but I say yes to a lot of ideas <laughs> and although I think I, I hope I would have gotten to this point without power exchange eventually of mm-hmm. learning that you know when you say yes to one thing you're saying no to something else like you forcing me again I use that term. <laughs> sounds not consensual but it is it's consensual 
but you being the one to go, whoa, slow down, not right now, yeah. no, in this moment, hey, here are the parameters I'll give you. And if we can meet all these parameters, sure, that kind of stuff. Right. Or sometimes, and so, I think everybody could use this, if, if you are the type of person that has a lot of uh, ideas and you find you have any impulsivity to you, sometimes you need somebody who'll check you and be like, I, I understand you think that's a brilliant idea, but that's the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> Not everybody gets the privilege to tell mm -hmm. you your idea is dumb as shit and for you to go, okay, maybe I'll rethink this. But when you have that person in your life that has built the trust, that has your confidence, that celebrates your crazy ideas in other instances, it's much easier to hear them go, have you really thought that through? Right. Like, what the fuck and, are you actually thinking right and, now? And, you know, with, with, with you, not that you ever have come up with bad ideas, but you do have a lot of ideas. Yeah, more yeah. hours than there, than there are in the day. It makes me so sad um, too because there's so many things I want to do that I just it's not you possible. Know, needs more of us than there are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know when I say to you, all right, let's put that on the back burner for now. Oh, come so come to me in a week, and if it's still there. Then we'll talk about right. it. Right. Or come to me in a month or yeah. let's get through this thing or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 You know, that kind of thing. And you have you ever noticed that sometimes I never, never come back? Come to, back. Yeah, yeah. The idea was there. It was hot. It was burning hot. Let's do yeah. it. And then that little bit of time. And then we come back to patience. Right. Come back to patience. And, you know, an, another thing in, in talking about this, um, you know, as a dominant, I have to be aware of other people's boundaries. Mm hmm. Okay. I mean, we should all. Regardless we, we should. Of we slash, should. Yeah, re regardless, but I do get you know, what you're saying, more yeah. more so in in the lifestyle, especially, and and what that has done for me, made me more aware of my own boundaries. Oh, I like that. Okay. 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 It's it's you know, there there was a time, especially when I was younger, could never say no mm. to anyone. Well, you need that? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it it has, being in the lifestyle has definitely helped me define my boundaries more. Is it because you had the example of other people defining theirs? Yes. Or, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Has helping a partner stay within their own boundaries also contributed to that because like you have to be firmly aware of my boundaries when you, you get mm -hmm. you get carte blanche within the the fence within line. the scope yeah. right and so it's like okay i want to do this thing but i know i have to stop at this point i can't go past right. this point is it just the practice of having to be mindful of those boundaries has that also contributed yes i love that you know what in the same vein uh being a submissive has made me remember that in all things I have boundaries. Like mm -hmm. I have, in some ways I have tended to have strong boundaries cause I just keep people away from me as a general rule. Like <laughs> the boundary is please don't come too close. Uh, <laughs> it's the social anxiety, it's, it's all the things. But when people have been allowed in either because I, I was required to cause it was a job or because of a relationship, I, would know in my head, I wanted this, I didn't want that, I was okay with this, I was okay with that. But the thing that I was not good at doing was articulating it. Mm -hmm. And telling somebody that I cared about, no, I can't do that for you, or no, that's too far, or 
you know, I see what you're asking for. I can't do that, but I can do this. Like that ability was really hard for me because people please are from way back. So if somebody who was part of that inner circle of I've got to deal with you, especially if it was one of those things I might make somebody mad. Ooh, let's, you know, revisit childhood Mm. trauma. I was real quick to like hurt myself in service of other people, whether that was mentally or physically like, oh, who needs sleep? I'll do this thing for you. Oh, we're only supposed to work 40 hours, but don't worry, I'll put in 60 and do three jobs because I can't, I can't stand the idea of it not getting done and things being less than mm-hmm. like all these things. But as a submissive part of the conversation and you never let me get out of this part of the conversation was we got to set boundaries. I need to know what you like. I need to know what you don't like. And then, and this is something we've talked about over and over again, you started out as a safe person that I could just say, yeah, this doesn't work. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. And you stayed that way. And so you made me have the conversation as difficult as they were in the early days. A lot of writing them down so I didn't have to say the words out loud. <laughs> we, we use what you got, you know? But as I got the practice of that, of having to let you know when yeah. I wasn't feeling well and so therefore mm-hmm. I could not do this thing. And, you know, we talk about it as managing expectations, sure, but it was setting temporary immediate boundaries of, I understand you want this thing for me. I cannot provide that right now. Here's why. The more had to do that, the better I got. I'm still not good with doing it, have it with holding boundaries like that and, and just, and, and I use this as the common example because outside of my relationship with you and, and our, our life together, it's the one that comes up the most is just saying no to people. Like I'm still not good at that. Um, and I think it's a trust thing. I know I can tell you no, cause you're safe mm-hmm. to say no to. I don't know these other people out here. I don't, I don't know who they are and what their motives are. And I don't know what, how, if they'll be mean to me, and I don't know. So what I do is I just remove myself from people altogether because <laughs> you can't be put in this situation. Case in point, case in point, new neighbors, we're still a little iffy about them, but we got into a conversation with them the other day and they talked about how they have a nephew who's 13 and they were like, oh, we should bring him over and let him meet your 13 year old and maybe they'll get along. And I went, what I should have gone was, I don't think that's gonna work. And that's still a little soft, but what I said was, well, I guess you could try. And I think that was the tone in my voice that made them pull back a little bit. Cause they were like, oh, I was like, "Uh, this kid's got high social anxiety. And if he don't want to leave the house, he won't. The 13 year old's got great fucking boundaries. (laughs) I could use a few lessons, but it's like, I didn't, part of it is not knowing what to say. And part of it is not knowing the people well enough. Like, I don't know how to just go, yeah, no, that's not going to work for us and leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Like if I say no to somebody who is not somebody I'm safe with, I think I have to have 85 explanations. You don't, I don't have to justify shit. No No is a full sentence. And I know that. And I'm really good at holding boundaries within our relationship. And in some ways it's kind of made me more aware outside of the outside of power exchange mm-hmm. and then like non-kink life, but I do still struggle in non-kink life. It's just yeah. easier not to talk to people because then you don't have to worry about it. Uh, <laughs> it really is just, I mean, I don't think that's healthy and I'm pretty sure a therapist would like make me work on that, but you know, whatever. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is working for me for now. Uh, but I am better at being really honest with what I can and cannot do. You you are, that, that is that is something that I have seen a lot of growth in you, especially since the beginning of our relationship. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah, I you very would, rarely have to write anything down now. <laughs> I can just say it. Yeah, and and you know, in the in the beginning, um, you were very eager to please. And in some ways, I still. And, I mean, I still and, am. And in, in some ways, you still are. Uh-huh. But I mean, you are more likely, you know, to say, you know, look, I have a I have a really bad migraine mm-hmm. right now, or you know. I'm, I'm just not feeling good, mm-hmm. you know. Um, in in the past, in the early, you, you would try to power through. Oh God! And I still have that tendency. You you do. I was not swaying as, on my feet last night, but did I get up and go? Yeah, I'm going to go cook dinner. Right. right. Now yeah. And hold an, a knife yeah. where I have to I have to take my big chicken breast and cut them in half and have little fillets. Yeah, that was, I was just standing that there, like happening. back and forth no. swaying, yeah. No, I do no. still have that tendency. Part of that is safety, we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is you taking that decision out of my hands sometimes. You see me doing too much and going, just sit the fuck down. So then I knew what to expect from you. Yeah. And even now, I don't, very rarely do I go, yeah, I can't do that. I just give you the information of, I've got a migraine. I'm not yeah. feeling well. This has happened. I'm mm-hmm. really struggling. Like whatever it is, I can just say that to you, right. and you take your responsibility as a dominant seriously enough that you know what to do with that information. Mm-hmm. And you still, as the decider, you're making the decision. I've kind of already told you it's probably not happening, but <laughs> <laughs> by just letting you know where I'm at physically, mentally, whatever, whatever. Right. But you then say the words. Okay, go sit down. Okay, just order pizza. Okay, we're not doing this right now like we thought we were. Um, And a lot of this is going to sound like the thing that's made both of our lives better is learning how to communicate as part of being kinky. I think that's the big obvious one. Right. I, I was trying not to go there because, because we, like the we, we, we've one. talked about it so much. You know, I felt like this. we should just say it before yeah. somebody's like, this sounds like communication. Yes. Yeah, yes. It is. It all is. It is. Um, um, yeah. We, you know, as far as that goes, I, I think both of us um, have benefited a lot of growth through communication. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that kind of goes without... Okay, so let's let's get into some other things. I'm going to ask you questions. You would not just in power exchange, but also like we did a whole episode ages ago on our hierarchy of kinks. And so mm-hmm. there are specific kink activities that we prefer, that we like to do. Some mm-hmm. you like to do on your own, a lot we do together, blah, blah, blah. Not just the 10 years of us, which that's a big chunk of time and, and there's a a lot of growth that that can happen obviously in a decade-long relationship but thinking over the course of your time in bdsm 20 plus years Mm -hmm. at this point god are we at like 20 are you at 20 23 25 late 90s yeah are you at 25 years yeah oh you're officially you're like you're definitely an elder (laughs) somebody would say i am because i'm at 11 years but no 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 25 years, yeah, I think that makes you a kinky elder. Um, Not just because of your age. (laughs) When you think back across all that time in terms of kinks, Mm -hmm. performing them, practicing them, learning about them, doing them, those are all synonyms for each other, but you know what I mean. What, how do you think that that progress of just exploring those kinks has 
have they improved your life? And if so, how? That's um, I got there eventually. They, Sorry, I, I, I think the way that they have improved my life is um, that they have opened me to learning, mm-hmm. educating myself, and that no matter how much you think you know, there's always more to learn. Mm-hmm. That it, it's not, you know, you read the book, you stop, and, and you know everything you need to know. Ooh, yeah, never. Uh, it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you chuckle sometimes when, and, and I've carried this over into other aspects of my life, too, because you, you chuckle sometimes. You're like, what, you're going to a, a, a 101 class sure. on 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 flogging and what you're going to a 101 class on pen turning why you know why because i always come away mm-hmm. with something new mm-hmm. i even like from that i like the fact and i i'm it's, you tell me is have you always been this way or has this been since a kink thing you never stop learning like i get that that's part mm-hmm. of the conversation but you love to learn i see you do this with woodworking and i know you do it with kink you like to learn from a broad range of resources like you have your mm-hmm. favorites but i can send you some video woodworking as the example i could send you some random video of somebody that you did not know existed and next thing you know you're like "Ooh, i just picked up a trick Ooh, that's yeah. really cool Ooh, i've got a new person to follow have you always been that way or has that developed over um, your kink to life? a certain extent i was mm-hmm. but i think since being in kink it has it has broadened that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because I, I think it really hit me back when I started blogging, mm. just prior to meeting you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of was like, well, you know, I, I want to start a blog, but do I really want to start a blog? You know, there's so many people out here talking about this and, and, and you know, what what would I have, you know, to offer it? Mm-hmm. And then it was, it was then that I kind of came to the realization that everybody has their own perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing right or wrong about it at all. Um, as long as, as long as it's consensual, you know, right. nobody's hurting one another. Risk management um, and stuff like that. You know, yeah. but, um, you know, it, it, I think it's important to have the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will get something something from every perspective mm-hmm. that you and mm-hmm. and you will also figure out what your own perspective is i think by because you'll hear things you're like yeah I'm, i don't vibe with that right and then you know a little bit more about yourself just because you mm-hmm. know what you don't like right like there's there's something to be learned from information that you're like yes this makes sense to me and also when you go Ooh, no don't like that because then you have that information in your head yeah yeah i you've always struck me as you know, just a learner, just somebody who's, cause you read anything you want to do, anything I suggest we do. You are the <laughs> one, I, like, I think I can research, but again, the impulsivity gets me. I'll, I research and then I stop at a certain point. I'm like, okay, done. Yeah. Um, not always. Cause then if insecurities get me, then I go into analysis paralysis cause I can't stop researching, but you are the one I trust to go research the thing we're going to buy, research the mm. place we're going to go to research the thing we want to do because you're, gonna learn as much as you can right you are happy to go down those rabbit holes my from the my outside perspective i would say 
because I think of it as a benefit. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think. <laughs> One of the things that I think is a good thing, a benefit of being willing to take in multiple perspectives, considering yourself a lifelong learner, never thinking that you know it all, it keeps you fucking humble. And we love a humble <laughs> John Brownstone <laughs> because you have, see, people think if you're humble, you don't have confidence, and that's not the case not, at all. Yeah. Being humble means you can recognize that I might have fucked up. Oh, I'm not the best one there is. Oh, I'm not the be all end all of dominance, of daddy doms, of power exchange. Um, because you don't consider your way the way because you know from your own willingness to go learn that there are so many ways and there's no single right way. Right. And, you know, I can I can usually tell the people who have literally no experience, actual experience in a power exchange or in kink or the people who are stuck in there's only one right way and, and I either have to find that right way or my way is that right way. I can always tell those people from a mile away because they see you being humble and they interpret it as weakness. And I'm like, you fucking dumbasses. <laughs> the fact that he gets all that fucking control over me is because he's humble. Because you won't just assume that your first thought is the right one. Because if you do figure out that, oops, you messed up, you're gonna own it and fix it. And you know, when, when, when I first came into the lifestyle, that was something that concerned me greatly. You know, as as I started learning more about power exchange, I I you know, well, what keeps you from getting drunk on power on yeah. on power? Mm-hmm. You know, because being handed this power from someone, you know, is intoxicating. Mm, is it okay it, it is okay yeah. I'm, I'm like that's too much pressure that's too much pressure <laughs> keep it keep it i don't want it <laughs> maybe that's why i'm dismissive. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know and and i haven't said this for quite a while but you know it, it goes back to that thing what is it um absolute power corrupts absolutely, corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. and and that was always something that sure was here in my head mm-hmm. you know that that could happen and you know what and and i was always like well what are the checks and balances mm-hmm. in this what are the checks and balances and the checks and balances are you as a submissive with your boundaries mm-hmm. you know your limits what you're willing to expand what you're not mm-hmm. you know that's my checks and balances as i see it thank god i got boundaries well i, I mean, mean but you i that makes sense to me but also i can see then that's just one way of looking at it in that Mm -hmm. one way of looking at it i can see where power exchange can go so wrong because let's say i am you know being the submissive is a a check and a balance and if you've got a submissive who's not yet comfortable enough or does not yet feel safe enough or does not have the skills and tools yet to communicate boundaries to say i can't actually do that to advocate for themselves yeah we've done that episode too uh (laughs) then you know the dominant if they're trying to be a decent dominant they have to be they have to see that be aware of it and put their own check and balance in place to go no 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 we can't move forward until you talk to me until you tell me the thing the mm-hmm. one who's not thinking that way who doesn't know or doesn't care and the doesn't care the doesn't know is more forgivable but like if you don't know to me and you're not seeking out like, wait, this is too easy. Or wait, why am I like, why are you not questioning why mm-hmm. this submissive doesn't have boundaries? 
But you know, the, the doesn't care Dom is gonna go, oh, they just let me do whatever the fuck I want. Okay, I'm gonna do whatever the yeah. fuck I want. And then people get hurt and mm-hmm. you know, they are traumatized and like shit gets bad. Um, I just like the fact that you consider the fact that there should be checks and balances on your authority and your yeah. power. Um, yes, I agree with you that as and, a submissive, I need to be that check and, and I, balance. And I say that because just because I wear the label of dominant or daddy or however you look at it does not mean I am infallible, does not mean I am incapable of making mistakes. Right. You know, I'm human. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am human above you all. You mean you're not a god amongst men because you're this domly, dominant daddy man who can just do what you want. With the with the furrow of your brow, submissives drop to their knees. Like, why? It doesn't, it doesn't work that way? I thought it worked that way. No. <laughs> look, look. Baby submissive me, early submissive me, would have thought that was so fucking sexy. It would have fucking worked. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, as I grew in my own confidence as a submissive, uh, that stuff does not have the same power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me yeah. of now would laugh if you or anybody else thought that that sort of like you could put on that sort of air of what you thought, you know, that kind of air quote domliness. And like, I would, I would just bust a gut. I mean, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Early days though, I'd be like, oh, that's yeah. so hot. He's so powerful. I just want to submit to him. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm not saying that other people who maybe have been in relationships for a long time and are still have that reaction to their dominant partner, like you're wrong. I'm, not, I'm this is me, this is who I am and I, <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> the thing that is sexy to me now is not the the costume of domliness. It is not the the thing you play at. It's when, like today, we didn't even plan this, but we both understood what was happening. We filmed a scene for the spicy page. We did it, decided to do it while the kids were still asleep because mm-hmm. we were like, Late at night, we might be able to get away with it, but what if I make noise? So the what if I make noise is on my mind. So we decided let's do it this morning. They're still asleep. We'll right. be quiet. We'll do Our something. doors closed. Their doors are closed. Across, yeah. Literally across the whole fucking mm-hmm. house from each other. But we'll also be quiet. So the activity was quiet and I had to be quiet. And then we got to a point where <laughs> I was still trying to be quiet, but you, I mean, your tongue was on my clit. <laughs> like, and I, I literally put my own hand over my mouth to like, remo- like, be, yeah, you got to be quiet. You got to be quiet. Yeah, you did. And the thing that I found sexy, it was not just his tongue on my clit. I mean, yeah, was the evil, sadistic fucking laugh. Once you realized what I was doing, I was doing it in service of our scene. I was doing it to not like get uncomfortable questions from the children. Like I was. And you were delighted in that, that moment when you understood what was happening, what I was doing, and it didn't stop you from doing what you do. You oh, actually no. went in a little bit harder. There was sadistic glee in my eyes. For me, that was your <laughs> dominance on display because you were like, oh, I, I see what's happening here. And I do have all the power and control and I'm going to exercise it because in that case, yes, you could be your absolute sadistic self. And yeah have you you talked about empathy and we've talked about boundaries mm-hmm. the sadistic side I, it tends to make some people very uncomfortable when they think about being sadistic and there's 
the the not at all true presumption that like to be a dominant you have to be sadistic we know that's not true yeah if you've never heard that before it's not true um but as a sadist the the parts of you that get to to do the torment and the torture and the air quote be mean consensually has that impacted your life not just in the the empathy Mm -hmm. boundaries have you felt other impacts from that in your life um in positive impacts in that aspect i don't know i honestly don't know i always do i always i think i always but i in the moment i don't because sometimes i'm like being tormented but i (coughs) i notice a certain gleefulness when you from you Mm -hmm. when you are being peak sadistic self it's like it's from a kink perspective yeah it feels like your happy place in a way it is (laughs) in a way it is yeah and i get that feeling from you more than when you're being your peak dominant self now typically Mm -hmm. your peak dominant self is in the middle of telling me no (laughs) (laughs) there's a certain glee to that too but you know yeah yeah so I just, yeah, I kind of wonder is like the ability to just sort of express your sadism in the within boundaries and limits and in the confines mm-hmm. of what's been negotiated. And, you know, right now it's just with me, but in, in other times it can be with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, does that feel like a happy, like, are you joyful? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> is that absolutely. like, is that, how does. That's my playground. <laughs> I think all adults should figure out their personal playground. I do. I don't think adults play enough. And I, you and I talk very seriously most weeks about power exchange and the, the nuances and how serious things need to be taken. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you know, we engage in play. That's what yeah. kinky fuckery is. It's play of some sort. Right. For some people, power exchange is play. For me, it's just life. So I don't think of it that way. Um, but the times when we have struggled the most with our connection or with each other mm-hmm. are when there hasn't been enough play. True. When we have neglected play or something has prevented play. Mm-hmm. We went two weeks without seeing for the spicy page and I was getting cranky. Yeah, I mean, you I were. was cranky for other reasons. But, you know, I was like, I'm like, come on, come on. When are we? And yet I'm trying not to pressure you because I'm the submissive and you're the one mm-hmm. who has to lead it. And I recognize the responsibility and the pressure on you. But I'm like, but we need to sing. <laughs> we need to play. <laughs> Even though I know this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> True, true. And I'll say this as as uh, touching on how kink has improved my life. I'm not somebody who naturally plays. I get playful. I Mm -hmm. can get silly if I feel very comfortable. True, true. But I don't play like (sighs) the doing game night, even through our Patreon, just every other month. I've had Mm -hmm. fun, but man, it has stretched me because... This is not something I would naturally do. Board games, yeah. no thank you. Uh, video games, no fucking thank you. Like I'm just, I'm like, I don't play in those ways. I also don't frolic outside with nature. Mm-mm, get that off of me. I don't want nature to touch me. 
So I don't know who I would be or what kind of state my head would be in mm-hmm. if I didn't have play in the form of kink. Because outside of kink, I mean, have, do I? I don't think I play outside of kink. I'm again, I can be playful, but I don't have this like entertainment outlet where I engage in something with other people or with you know computer generated whatever. Like I don't. Like you can sit down and play video games for a couple hours a night, and oh, yeah. you do it because you're like, oh, I'm t- I'm too uptight, I'm too tense, I'm too stressed, I gotta go do this, and I'm like, no. Yeah. To me, going on online and playing a video game, blowing shit up is like a way to blow off steam in a way I can't. Right. Otherwise, but, and you yeah. do it because you enjoy it, and there's right. pleasure in it, and I just can't. The play of kink is is how I play, and mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm capable of finding other ways to play. But I, that is an improvement in my life. Before kink, I didn't play. Mm. Um, Maybe that's something we need to uh, work on a little bit. I don't think we have time. There's lots of things going on. <laughs> There's lots of things going on. Um, but yeah, I thank God for kink. I mean, or I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have a, an outlet for pleasure to, and play to, like that. To, to be honest, a little bit, um, I part of the reason I get so much glee out of, of doing a scene like I did like I did this morning mm-hmm. is because there is a certain aspect that it is outside the norm. Mm-hmm. The, the taboo okay. kind of aspect? It, it's, it's the taboo side of it. And, you know, I, 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 I get to uh, play in this pond, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, we, we do so consensually. Right. Um, you know, we are aware of RAC, the, the risk that, you know, risk aware consensual kink, what consequences could be if something goes sure. wrong, which sure, sure. is entirely possible. But, you know, it's, it's, I think it's that it's, it's because, you know, doing this outside of, of the norm and, you know, to me, inflicting physical pain with a spanking, with a flogging, is is great. Mm-hmm. But when I do something like today, <laughs> when I got inside your head, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were probably yeah. high off of that. Mm-hmm. Here's another one, and okay. maybe it's. I think we could go on and on and on because you could get, you know how we are, we get nuanced. But for me, this will be the last one. And if you think of something else, great. Okay. And I'm not perfect at this. Mm -hmm. I'm not always great at it, but I am better than I used to be. Okay. Okay. Kink, power exchange. Figuring out who I am on certain levels and embracing it. Okay. Because how many people have we met in this life who, who have not, have not, right? Um, I am positive that figuring out my kinky side, living the life I want to live within the relationship mm-hmm. that we have and professionally, but stick to relationship as a submissive and f- just fucking owning it. One has increased my confidence and two has to a certain extent in a way I'm still working on decreased the fucks I give. 
Yeah. There is something empowering yes. about just going, yeah, this is who the fuck I am. And th- I'm going to, is the rest of the world living their life this mm-hmm. way? Nah, but I'm going to. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny you bring that up because, yes, um, back in my 20s, I was kinky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, person I was with, like, tie them up, spank them, you know. I didn't think about using rope then. I, you know, used to wear a house coat, took the the sash from the house coat, used that to tie them, um, spank. I enjoyed it, but at that time I was in, uncomfortable mm-hmm. with that side of me. Mm-hmm. Um, for many years I was like, that's weird, that's wrong, I can't, why am why I, am like, I this? like this? Mm-hmm. What is... You know, what, yes. what is wrong with me? Why am I different from other people? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did not know that an entire group of people lived this type of life and embraced it. And I spent many years fighting that, thinking it was important to be normal. Uh, whatever the fuck that what, means. Whatever yep. that, that means. Um mainstream maybe however you want to want to put it and it wasn't until i i realized that there are other people that live this way that embrace this lifestyle and i wasn't alone Mm -hmm. that makes a big difference thanks internet (laughs) (laughs) some good things clearly have come from the internet um and, and once I did that, the pieces of me started filling in like puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's how I okay. describe it when I figured out it was supposed and, to yeah. And not only did I gain confidence in who I am, mm-hmm. I, embra- I, I was able to more embrace who I am. Um. And and it it was like uh, it was light bulb moment mm-hmm. for me as that all all started coming together. It didn't happen all at once. No, no. Um, you know, it wasn't just like you know flipping a switch. Okay, here you go. You know, no. It it was pieces over time that yeah. that, that kind of fell into place. Um, but there again, too, that came from being in community. Mm-hmm. Um, reading books, going to workshops, learning, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all those pieces just started mm-hmm. falling into place. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, the moment I figured out, oh, submission, that's what this can be, that, oh, that's who I am, that was my puzzle piece moment. And then the longer I inhabit this space and I, I'm in mm-hmm. a relationship where you know, I'm figuring out for myself what it means for me to be submissive and how you and I will interact in that way. And the more it continues to be a positive thing, to be a thing where I'm at the happiest I've ever been in my whole life, where I am fulfilled most of the time, right? Like it just consistently year after year continues to be a net positive, Mm -hmm. you know, the uh, people can have opinions on a lot of things because we know they do yeah on the internet and in real life right and and 
what I find comforting, but sort of surprising, because I think of how I am outside of kink and, and how I tend to be and how I have been my whole life. I've had people get in my face and scream at me and I've had people say the most scathing things online about what they think of my relationship and who I am as a submissive and what, and I have grown in enough confidence with our relationship and as in myself as a submissive that it just doesn't even touch me. Mm-hmm. Like it might annoy me, right? It might yeah. piss me off because it's like the, what the fuck is wrong with you? But it does, it does not, there's no part of whether it was the evil stepdad practically frothing at the mouth in our face yeah. or rando on the internet. There's no part of that that ever makes me go, uh-oh, am I doing something wrong? Because mm-hmm. that's how much confidence I've gained because when, by knowing who I am and knowing it deeper, you know, than anything I think I've ever known about who I am, no amount of criticism of that part of me touches me. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Like you, part of it is the the age and experience thing of just realizing at a certain point that yes, opinions are like assholes, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's mm-hmm. like going. Um, so there's some of that, but it's more of a. I just I know what I, I it's I know who I am, yeah. and the knowing who I am. I'm unaffected when somebody goes, no, you're not, or that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Let it be fucking wrong. It seems yeah. to be working out at this point for me. Mm-hmm. Now, in year one, year two, year three, maybe not. I right. think I would have, I the, the hard part would not have been where I questioned, should I be submissive? It would have been the, but wait, I want their approval part, which that's a, that's a thing from my whole life. And now it's like, nah, if that's, if you, that's what you take, if you take a look at what I'm presenting and that's what you come out mm-hmm. with, I don't want your fuck. I don't need, yeah. not only do I not want it, I don't need it. Yeah. But early days me would have still tried to reconcile the, I want their approval. I want to be liked with, but this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, nah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's easy. I mean, no. I, I also look at it now and, and maybe kind of, bring this to a, a, a little bit of a wrap but um you know i i am at a stage in life where things are changing for me mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. okay um and it's like you know i i look back and think of all the things i have done in in lifestyle how i've grown in lifestyle I've, i'm like and i look ahead and I'm like I wonder what the next five years will bring I wonder what the next 10 years mm-hmm. are gonna bring and when I think of you I think oh in the next 20 the next 30 <laughs> look I'm making deals with the universe okay whatever we gotta do thank you yeah but yeah, yeah. no you know what's funny um I am in tr- you're in transition on an age physicality level I am a little bit of in transition of that, but I'm in a transition of life stage. Mm-hmm. Who am I, right? Yeah. I'm about to send one kid off to college right. and he's, he's been independence almost since he got out of the womb, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> me do it, mommy, has been the refrain of the past almost yeah, 18 years of my life. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I've got another kid that's, you know, my clearest memories are of those baby days and those toddler days and Mm -hmm, and he's 13 mm -hmm. and you know he's going through some shit and we're helping him with it but he's doing what he's supposed to do and like separating himself more and more and
And it's so strange to me because on one side of myself, my identity is very, very clear, even if um, I recognize that it could be fluid and kind of shift and changes, life changes. Me as a submissive is who I am, how, how I experience that, how I express that, that, that may shift over time. Right now we're strong in the baby girl and the mm-hmm. service submissive side, and I'm comfortable there and happy. But then outside of that, my identity is starting to shift a bit right. because I will for the rest of my life be a mother, but what mothering looks like is, is going to change rapidly fucking changing. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not unhappy about that, but I'm mm-hmm. very confused by that. There's too much anxiety up here of me <laughs> trying to game out the future to know that the future right now is a blank slate. And I'm like, fuck, I don't like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, it's actually a com- source of comfort to come back to, but I know who I am in this relationship with you. Mm. I know who I am in this space with you. Right. I know how I move through this part of my life. Now, that doesn't mean that at some point in the future, there might not be a transition there and that will be a mind fuck. I know it will. Um, but yeah, when I think about transitions, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, you know, part of me is going, oh, wait, as, as the youngest continues to get older and because they do that, you know, and yeah. and and have more, independence. more independent. And, yeah. And even if he continues to be a homebody his whole life, there will be times when just by the pure fact of what he's doing at that age, he is away from this house. I'm like, wait, one's just not even going to live here anymore. And the next one is going to like have Friday night things and overnight things and like weekend mm-hmm. things. And I'm like, wait, there's going to be times in our lives where, yes, we are parents, but they're not here for us to parent them. Like my my kink side then goes, mm, this could be interesting. <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, okay, well, when both kids are out of the house, however long that takes, mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that mean for our kink life? Like, are, are we just going like wild when that happens? Are we just fuckery in all rooms? Like what? <laughs> Walking around naked? Like, what is that? And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, that uh there are so many things i think that we could say because for us um in our power exchange it touches every part of our life mm-hmm. not just the fact that we're 24 7 but because we made it touch every part of our life by making it our job uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was one of my impulsive ideas that mm-hmm. i was allowed to uh do um we could go on forever because it everything we do touches every other part of our life and not i'm I think most of it's been a benefit. I think if there were, the whole thing is, is it doesn't mean that there aren't, I hesitate to say the word negative because when I think of our kink life, I'm like, I don't see things as negatives. I see some Mm -hmm. things as challenges or as things that we'd love to do and we just can't, right? Most of it's been a net positive. And I think for anybody who's trying to weigh what's right for me, ultimately the positives need to outweigh the The negatives negatives. and also the negatives need to not be so negative that they are a constant source of stress and pain and strife. If that is happening, then, you know, adjustments somewhere probably need to be made. Yeah. But for myself Mm -hmm. on the whole from before I met you, but I realized I was kinky to now power exchange, kink life, BDSM community, all of it has been an overwhelming net positive for any challenge that has occurred. I can't even think of it off the top of my head because the good has been so great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's more we could say, but we're going to stop there. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a bonus section. Yep. 
that's all I got. Okay. I'm so out of coffee, too. Right. It's very sad. I'm, I'm close. <sighs> Not quite, but close. Mm. So are we good? I don't know. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? I haven't even been talking enough. I've been talking to you. You've been talking to me. You mean all this time you haven't been talking to anybody else out there at all? Oh, if I thought of all the people, because I can see the numbers that I'm talking to out there. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I just, nope, nope. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Nope. Go ahead. I got nothing. <laughs> you are freaking I feel hilarious. a little bit like Lucy with the ball, you know. <laughs> I, this is the third time I've done that. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, we are better than we were last week. I don't know yeah. if you can tell. Yeah. Uh, when I say better, I mean not as wrecked. Uh, able to speak clearly and mm-hmm. keep all my thoughts organized? Never. Never. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely better. I have yeah, my sense are. of humor back. I'm, not just because we seemed this morning. I think we, we uh, took a deep calming cleansing breath over the weekend yeah and i woke up on monday going yeah i got work to do let's do this shit Woo! you know instead of going oh my god yeah so um i feel the same way i i did not like backing out of the show no but i think it was the right thing for both of us yeah um i think with everything that we are doing it was too much mm-hmm. it was it was too much yeah because so, i was gonna say considering sunday we're going down to where to your mom's house and then it's coming friday five days later right we're making a repeat trip right and that's just on top of i know blah, blah, and blah, blah, i blah. and i was thinking about it uh, you know we we both will well we'll be going down the july 2nd then again on July, July 7th. 7th. Five days. Yeah. yeah. And then the next time we go down depends on what is decided at that July 7th meeting with the estate sale lady. Mm-hmm. Like part of me is like, okay, I it can be anything but the week with August 16th in it. Yeah, it I know. It can be anything but that week. Right. I'll, I'll take anything. So I have to keep that in mind and, um, you know, thankful we have a online calendar that we use so you can just look and see. And then I finally downloaded the app for it on my phone. Oh my gosh. Wow. Fine. I was like, no, no, That's no. Why, that explains why you kept grabbing my phone every time we were out and needed to see the calendar. I, I find that hilarious that you're just now I, never, that. I always thought it was because I just happened to have my phone nope, out. Nope, no. Nope. It's because you had the app, the calendar app. Wow. On the um, and I finally did it after <laughs> two separate times of double booking. So. Oh, baby girl. Yeah. Oh, baby girl. I know. But I do now. I do. <laughs> and why August 16th? August 16th is the day the 17-year-old gets moved into his yeah. apartment. Yep. Which is now a different apartment than the one we originally signed him up for. <laughs> I'm not going into all of that here, but 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to to I, I, I would like to re- relate relay something this morning. Okay. Um, or this afternoon, actually. Um, as, as some of you know, man, you know, we talked earlier about me playing video games. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, one yeah. one of the video games that um, over the past few months I've I've been playing is Destiny Two. The uh, the thirteen year old plays Destiny Two, and anytime I had mentioned in the past, you know, playing it, he just kind of you know cringed and rolled his eyes and very thirteen year old know, behavior. Very thirteen year old reaction. Um. Now the oldest, he thinks it's the coolest thing since sliced bread. Oh yeah, I'm he's happy Destiny to help too. you, talk to you. You know, a few yeah. times I've I've had questions. I've gone to him, and he's he's helped me out and explained things. Um, the oldest was not home last night, and uh, I had a question about a portion of the game. Uh, hadn't played it and was curious as to what it was about. So I decided, all right. Um, I know what I might expect going into this, so you know I'm, I hold no expectations when I ask my question. Well, I went in there, I asked a question, and it ended up being almost a two-hour conversation. It was once I realized what was happening. It was precious. It was adorable because I could I couldn't hear what he was saying, but I could hear the enthusiasm in his voice. It was yeah. adorable. And uh, you know, there did come a point where I was at information <laughs> overload. He's used to it. He's married to me. He yeah. knows that feeling well. <laughs> and you, but it was such a joy mm-hmm. to see him so animated. And and going talking about all these aspects of the game and everything, I I could not stop it. I, I couldn't Mm-mm. stop it. I I just let him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we joked about later. The difference between the two kids, pr- younger than this age, when the seventeen year old mm-hmm. was like eleven or twelve, we had to institute a timeout signal of, okay you've now talked about this thing for three hours we need a break it's it's information overload and yet with the youngest i can't imagine ever getting to the point where we have to go woo woo time out time yeah. out because he just he doesn't well the, behave yeah, that way the, the two boys are, are pretty Pol- much polar opposites in some ways um, yeah. yeah in in many ways the the oldest yeah he will talk your ear off Oh, yeah. Constantly, constantly, well, constantly. What I love about him him now is he'll come in here and go, I have thoughts, and I need to talk about them, and y'all are here, so I'm just going to uh, start. Right. And I went, okay. Because now... I, Incoming brain dump. Right. But think <laughs> yeah. about it. Like, it's so funny, because now I'm, I welcome that, because I'm like, in a couple of months... He he, yeah. he won't be here, and he is not a. Per- he's like his mother. He's not a person who's going to call me up on the phone no. to do it. He'll no. whoever is near him will get that, right? Um, or he'll just talk to himself. And I'm just like, this yeah. is my baby. Um, and and so, you yeah. Know, yeah, the the 13 year old, you know, he is he's he's very quiet, very mm-hmm. reserved. Mm-hmm. You know, he he talks, but it's you know usually very um, concise. Yeah. Almost, you know, he, he just, you know. The minimum, minimal amount of words amount, amount of, of, of words used, and, you know, there it is. And and to see him like that last night was just 
amazing. I know, and part of me is like, okay, how do how do we set the circumstances for this to happen again in the future? And I was thinking about the day, yeah. And he and I had had a few hours out um, that I think he really enjoyed. He had to go to an appointment, which he did not mm-hmm. enjoy, but we had that. And then we went and we got we went to Target together. Um, we're trying some different tips and tricks that other people have given us for how to help him have visual reminders of things so he can remember mm. things and start creating systems because his executive dysfunction can be like off yeah. the charts with trying <laughs> to keep things straight. And so we're just like looking for methods and it's like, well, we gotta go to Target. We're gonna get a dry erase board and a calendar and let's get some cool markers and blah, blah, blah. And he was excited for that. Less excited when I was like, oh, but there are other things I need here at Target. He was like, oh. mm-hmm. and then we go to lunch and it's a place he requested and he missed going to. And then it was a really good lunch, like, oh, and it was just the two of us. And then I dragged him to the grocery store with me. I'm like, yeah, I gotta pick up a prescription and we need other things. And he was able to say to me right in between lunch and the grocery store, he was like, is this the last place we're going? And I was like, yeah, this is it. He goes, okay, good. I said, your social batteries are running out? And he's like, oh yeah, 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 I'm, I'm done. I'm done being out. And I was like, okay, yeah. just power through this 20 minute trip to the grocery store mm-hmm. and I'll get you home. And he was like, oh, and I've had a good lunch and we did this. And I get to go home and play Destiny and watch my YouTube videos. Right. It's the perfect day. And I'm like, how do I give you more perfect days without going broke? Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. so yeah, it was yeah. I was just a good and mm-hmm. I enjoyed being out with him. He he um is he's a man of few words. He really is. Mm-hmm. Um but I think for him, with he and I, I think for him it was just, hey, we're together in this space. He's right. not sharing my attention with anybody else. It's not about running you know taking care of this person and that you know. person it's not a whole family thing it was just the two of us i think I mean, y'all could use some of that too i mean you know i we have a relationship that you know yes you you can talk when you when you you say what's on your mind and and you know we we have conversations on on the opposite side of that Kayla and I can also sit in comfortable silence Oh, God, together. we fucking love that shit. Yeah. You know, um, the oldest, if it's silent, if there if there's quiet, it needs to be filled. He cannot handle it. He, he he's cannot handle said that. Of, no, yeah. we don't do comfortable silences here. Right. I'm like, <laughs> and and the the youngest, he is one of those who can be very comfortable. Happy to in, sit in a room just next to yeah. you and not yeah. say anything. I mean, there there are times we'll be sitting in the in the living room together you know kayla's doing her thing i'm doing my thing but we're together on the sofa he'll come out and he'll just sit down yeah you know and, and he'll be doing his thing and you know just be comfortable and i don't pressure him to talk no a lot of people try to do that to him they're like oh he's in this space with us it's now time for a conversation and that yeah if he's not in the mood he just shuts down he's like okay i'm done here and he wanders off and i'm just like nope because uh, one, I will talk to him when I need to, and two, I know he will talk to me when he's got something on his mind. So, yeah, yeah, it was a, mm-hmm. it was a good, it was a good uh, proud parent moment. Yeah, listening to y'all, that was because at first I didn't notice anything. I was like in my own world, and then I went, wait, I hadn't seen you in a while, and then mm-hmm. wait, I can hear them, and then I was like focused a little <laughs> bit more on just because I couldn't hear the words, but I could hear the sound of the voices, and I was like, oh, oh, he's. He's, he's rambling a bit yeah. enthusiastically. Like, yes. Love to see it. So, yeah. And then I started watching yep. the clock. I was like, damn, damn. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. And then uh, it was time for him to go to bed. <laughs> JB was 
playing the game. He was like, yeah. actually, I need you to ask him to come in here. I have a question. Yeah. I was like, uh, dude, I need you to untuck yourself out of the bed while you're real comfy. He's got like all his stuffies surrounding yeah. him. He's under the comforter. He's like in heaven. He's like, he goes, Mr. John needs me. I'm like, yeah, he's got a question. I'm, I'm not here to relay. I'm here to come get you. And he goes, oh, okay, fine. But he had this little grin on his face like, okay, I'm yeah. here for this. It was just right. adorable. Uh, so and he yeah. did. He, he came out and, he, and you know, there, there was something I was having problem getting through. And uh, he pointed out I did it. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's precious. It's precious. And mm-hmm. I think back to the relationship you had with the oldest at that age. It's it's such, it's so refreshing. It's, it's so nice to see because you <laughs> and the, the oldest when he was that age I were very combative. Yes. Um, yeah. You have calmed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid has matured. And he has matured. Also is medicated now, so that, that has helped. That has helped uh, too, Diagnosed yeah. is really yeah. it, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's wonderful to see. So, yeah, there's our happy. Uh, yep. Can we continue to ramble? Absolutely. Yes. Are we going to? We should not. No. Um, we have more to do. A lot yes. more to do today. I'll do this. This is for those who really stick with us to the end because somebody asked, I think it was Little Miss in the live chat if we could do an emoji of the week. Uh-huh. I cannot commit to remembering to do this every week because I can't even commit to remembering to do a Patreon post once a week <laughs> called a weekly update with important information in it, and I keep forgetting that. So I'm not going to say that I will remember emoji of the week every week. But because it was asked, I'm happy to bring it back. I'm happy to try. Okay. Uh, for our first one, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my favorite emoji, the purple heart. Ah. Uh, the purple heart is my favorite because, hello, the Loving BDSM logo has a purple heart in it. I'm just saying, so I like the purple heart. So if you're watching on YouTube, whether it's the live stream or afterwards, comment with a purple heart. If you are listening to the podcast and we are connected on any socials, uh, including Fat Life, just you can message, you can even DM. I don't answer DMs unless it's Fat Life, but you can DM. <laughs> you can just at us on Twitter or wherever with a heart emoji. Mm-hmm. I'm even going to try, I'm going to try, I'm going to try real hard. Okay. To like post stuff like on Instagram from this episode. And so you could comment on that if you see it. It's a purple heart. So there you go. There you go. But um, yeah. See, you don't use purple hearts enough because it wasn't up there like waiting for you. Not on my iPad. No. On my phone. Every device I touch, the first emoji that pops up is the purple heart. (laughs) The next few are the laughing, crying emojis where either it's the head tilt or whatever. Well, you know, you got to understand something with my iPad. This thing is how many years old now? It's old. It's old, old. And, And I have absolutely no photos on there. You can't have anything. Okay, I can't. I can't have anything on here at this point. Um, even the updates are kind of sketchy because it's it's so old and has no more memory. Here's what we need to do. So the only thing I use this for, and and I treat it very nicely because of this, it has my Libby and Kindle app. Yeah. On here. And you have your YouTube for watching yeah, this for watching during a live this. stream. So here's what I think we're gonna do. I don't know when we're gonna do it because it'll take a hot minute. So, seventeen year olds to go to college and they have an apple store on campus and they get you know educational discounts for being students and he is going to buy himself an ipad with his big boy money from his financial aid package and i'm i'm encouraging that yeah but also then 
because it's like it could be like five hundred dollars, which is much better than like freaking twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, then what we're gonna do is we're gonna go look. I'm gonna slip you five hundred dollars, and you're gonna go to the store, and you're gonna buy one for <laughs> Mr. John with your student discount, and then. <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna, slip, like, we'll meet in a parking lot off campus somewhere, and you just slip it to us. Like, <laughs> we are taking advantage of your educational discounts for as long as we can. Uh. Yeah, this 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 poor little iPad has, you know, been well used, well loved mm-hmm. for many many years. Mm-hmm. Do you know today we're doing a shit job of saying goodbye? We are. <laughs> we are. All because of purple heart emojis. Okay. We're going to go. All right. Yep. We will Mm -hmm. be back next week. If you are part of our Patreon community, we will be live on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. The Patreon behind the scenes. So much. We have so much content to make today. be coming out. Uh, The exclusive video and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, so uh, if we don't... uh, to hang out for the patreon thing and we'll hopefully hang out with you next week for the podcast live stream do lolly thing we do uh okay we love y'all bye